Well, it looks like at least Arizona is off to the Big 12 along with Colorado. And whatever happens next, whichever move follows, decides the fate of the Pac-12. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights, and now Colorado and probably Arizona free and beloved conference of champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please, and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show. Lots to unpack today, lots to predict today. Not as much came out yesterday as we were perhaps anticipating, but it does look like Arizona is going to head off to the Big 12. Now, the interesting component about that is all the indications from legitimate national reporters were that Arizona and Arizona State were going to be a package deal. And yet, everything has been made clear at this point in time that Arizona State President Michael Crow is dragging his feet and wants to, say, wants to stay in the pack as best he can, but might be dragged in there kicking and screaming style a la Will Ferrell in that infamous movie, which was very funny, by the way. This whole situation, eh, not so funny for a variety of reasons. You all know I'm not a fan of all this sort of stuff, but it's the biggest story in the conference, hence why we continue to discuss. We'll talk about actual football later in the show as well. But Arizona State and Utah apparently are not as far along in their move or a potential move to the Big 12. And there have been indications from several reporters that Utah has changed their tune, that Arizona State doesn't want to go, but they see the situation and such. And because Arizona started all these conversations earlier, they're going to be able to get there sooner. Now, as I record this show, which I waited to the last possible moment to record, that being tonight, 10.59 p.m. as I record this show on Thursday, as Josh Pate would say, the year of our Lord, 2023, West Coast time, that has not happened officially yet. But that's where everything is pointing. So let's operate in the world, the likely world, in which Arizona says, nope, the PAC deal isn't good enough. We're going to go over to the Big 12. Now, the PAC 12 has got one final chance, it seems. Reportedly, there's going to be a meeting of PAC 12 CEOs, chancellors, presidents, everybody, that includes members whose membership and commitment to the conference is being called into question here to discuss the deal, the future of the conference, what they can achieve, and everything like that. And George Klyovkov is certainly going to talk to Arizona if they show up and say, hey, we still think you should be here for X, Y, and Z reasons. Here's why. And, you know, we have these elevator clauses that we're confident will get us past the Big 12 one day, and we'll do all this sort of stuff and such. I'm sure he'll make that pitch. But it looks like Arizona State and Utah are the schools he's got to keep committed in addition to Oregon because both John Canzano and Pete Thamel of ESPN have have reported that Oregon is going to be one of the biggest dominoes remaining to fall and that whether or not Arizona State and Utah feel a greater urge to jump over to the Big 12 will be dependent on what Oregon does because what Oregon does could also trigger a move from Washington. And according to Ross Dellinger, the Big Ten is giving them a relative lowball offer in the 35 to $40 million range to join the Big Ten. That's the number that's out there. Cal and Stanford 
doesn't look like they're going to get that Big Ten offer. I don't think it's impossible that they could. But Oregon and Washington appear to be the top targets for the Big Ten. So all of these dominoes are yet to fall. And however they go, we'll decide whether or not the pack is going to exist beyond this season. It's not overstating things to say that at all whatsoever. It has gotten to a point, blame whomever you'd like. Pac-12 presidents Larry Scott, George Klyovkov, market situation, reality of college football and the geography and whatnot. One day I'll probably put together a percentage basis uh, for, for each of those categories in terms of you know what or who or whomst, as Josh Pate would say, who I'm obviously a fan of, whomst gets the most blame. Everyone's going to have their own opinions on that front. But whatever happens next decides the pack. Because if Oregon and Washington decide, nope, we're not being offered enough to go to the Big Ten. So here's something that I saw that, again, came from Ross Dellinger, who I think has done a lot of really good work and has been, from what I have seen, very, very accurate, consistent, and solid in his reporting. One of the holdups for Washington, who had an executive board meeting last night that I stayed up to see the results of, nothing came of it as I recorded the show, so we're going to wait and see what happens today. One thing that they were likely discussing is, hey, if we're going over to the Big Ten, we're going to need more than like this mega lowball offer by a little bit because the increased travel costs, apparently, this was according to Dellinger in one of many informative tweets he sent out last night that I was following along basically nonstop, Washington is seeking in the ballpark of $10 million more because that's about what their increased travel costs are going to be. Now, that may be a negotiation tactic to, tactic to come in and say, we want 10 so then they actually end up with five and, you know, five or four or three was actually their goal all along. I don't know. I don't know what all the costs of that are, but Washington is going to have the greatest cost and Oregon's will be significant as well. But up in Seattle versus Portland, you're at least saving a little bit of money. And the reason that that stuff adds up is because remember, this is not just affecting football. We think of this in a vacuum or in a tunnel, that it's just football and secondarily men's basketball. No, go look at all the sports that Washington fields. All of those kids, when they travel, they're not paying for their own meals. They're not paying for their own travel. They're not paying for their own lodging. And it gets more expensive the further you have to travel. I assume we've all flown enough to understand how all that works. So I think there's some logic to that. And I'm sure Washington discussed that in their board meeting last night. And they're looking at, look, are we going to be able to get enough money to where it is actually worth it? And could that be a lifesaver for the pack? Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, the pack is hanging on by a thread. It is on life support. It's not dead yet. But I did not think I would be getting to this point. But I feel more confident in saying the pack doesn't survive than it does. But that's where we've arrived because of the pack's inability to put together a media deal or to act correctly in the last two years or so, or really the last 12, 15 years in a way that assures them stability and assurance for all their member schools. Arizona has ultimately gotten impatient here, it seems. But they gave the PAC every opportunity to find a better deal, to find a comparable deal. They should have been able to get one. Guess what? They weren't. George Klyovkov wanted to play a risky game, not take the first offer that they got from Fox and ESPN. Big 12 took it instead. Guess what? That was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. Last year, 
I remember seeing this go around, and I didn't remember hearing about it as much at the time, but the Big 12 reportedly called the pack and said, hey, what about a merger? George Klyovkov said, ah, no, 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 thanks. And then later when things weren't going well and they couldn't find a good media deal, called the Big 12 back and said, hey, what about that merger idea? And the Big 12 said, no, like there are a number of mistakes that have been made that are very well documented over the course of the last year or so within the pack that have led us to this point. So not going into all those right now because we still have to see what happens. There's the Utah and Arizona State factor. There's the Oregon and Washington factor. Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State. Boy, it feels like they're just sitting there and watching and hoping. That's where we're at, which I think, which I think absolutely stinks. Now, it looks like the PAC will get an opportunity here. You'll have an opportunity to find the best candidates at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go in there, create a free job post in minutes. Then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one, that's numero uno, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Just absolutely rolling along. Need the second segment sip as always, so we've got it. So Arizona State and Utah, whether it's because they have a stronger desire to stay in the pack, which I fully believe, by the way, there have been clear indications publicly and reports that privately both Utah and Arizona State are only going to the Big 12 if they are forced over there. Arizona State's President Michael Crow doesn't want to do that. Arizona or Utah's athletic director Mark Harlan has been one of the most vocal, outspoken supporters of the pack and who has kind of talked negatively in a sense about the Big 12 of we don't want to go there, we don't want to be there, we want to be in the pack, this is where we'd like to be and everything. But eventually reality might sit in. And as I said for a very, very long time, I could end up being wrong here, but I think it's going to come down to the Big Ten. The pack has no hope for survival, absolutely none, if the Big Ten gets a yes offer or gets an offer to Oregon and Washington and they say yes. If that happens, everything's done. Because then Utah and Arizona State can't see them sticking around. I think they'll go, they'll get a full share of the media rights deal from Fox and ESPN. That's what all the reporting has indicated to this point. But which one of those moves would happen first? Would you have the Big 12 getting the schools and Arizona State staying with Arizona and Utah feeling like they need to stay in there? And then the Big 12 is at 16 teams. They're good and done. And then the Big 10 goes and gives an even more low ball estimate over to Oregon and Washington? Or do Oregon and Washington say, yep, no, this is what we want to do. And then the Big Ten says, yeah, okay, we'll take you since we're going to get you on the cheap at 35 to $40 million. Again, according to Ross Dellinger, that's what the offer was at. So we're going to do that. And then the Big 12 schools, or then the Big 12 adds two more PAC schools. Unclear how all that's going to play out. Or does somebody pull a rabbit out of the hat? Here's the chance for the PAC. The chance is that there's apparently going to be a meeting of conference ADs, presidents, CEOs, whoever, right? 
people who need to see the media deal to sign off on it. Reportedly, that's going to happen today. And George Klyovkov is going to have a chance to make his final pitch. Now, to Arizona, it might be too late. But could you have a conference? Just any conference. Don't talk about the strength of it, the value of it, perception, or anything like that. Can you have any conference? Sorry, something was itchy in my hair. Had to scratch it. That's the way it rolls. Can you have a conference that is called the Pack whatever if Arizona State and Utah decide to stay and Oregon and Washington stay? My answer to that question is yes. You can talk about how good it is. You can talk about how valuable it is. You can talk about the media deal not being great. You can talk totally fair. But can you have any semblance of a league if those schools stay? To me, that answer is yes. And that's the last hope. So George Klyovkov has to sell that media deal or has to have come up with new information based on the rumors and reports that we saw when the deal was presented on Tuesday. He has to be able to come up with something that convinces schools to stay. And I think that's a hard sell right now because I don't think there's anything George Klyovkov can do to stop Oregon and Washington from going over to the Big Ten if they have that offer for sure, other than eh, the travel costs are going to be too much and it's going to offset the gains we make in media rights distribution, and we're not okay with that. So we're going to stay put and ensure we've got access assuredly to the college football playoff over here in the Pac. That's the only hope for the Pac-12, but that seems to be the least likely of all the options at this point in time. Uh, This question, by the way, came in from Cody. Mailbag questions always welcome. I will be uh, not recording shows live for next week. We're going to get into schedule predictions and such. I've actually already taped a lot of them. I've been talking to this microphone a lot over the last 48 hours, but I'm going to be uh, on vacation, which is horrible timing, I know. I, I understand that. But guess what? I planned this trip out a long, long time ago with my family and friends, and guess what? This was all supposed to be done a long time ago. So blame the Pac-12 if I can't come on here and react uh, the way that I would like to in in the event of you know another big, big piece of news dropping when I'm potentially somewhere uh, out in the ocean. So this from Cody. Hey, Spencer, just listen to the newest Ducks and Pac-12 Locked On podcasts. Switch that up, though, all right? Locked On Ducks and Pac-12 podcasts. Anyway, love the insight as to what could happen with the Pac. I was wondering if you think that the Pac-12 would just essentially die if seven of the nine schools leave, or does the Pac do like the American Conference and stay alive by trying to grab most, if not all, of the Mountain West schools? Would the Mountain West schools even go for that? It wouldn't be that if everyone but two schools left, Oregon State and Washington State, the Mountain West schools would join the pack. You don't have enough of a conference there. And the Mountain West schools would owe an exit fee of $34 million each. That's not going to fly. Like that, 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 is, that is not a feasible option. So what would happen is rather than San Diego State at one point in time, having gone and paid 17 to $34 million to play in a conference with Oregon State and Washington State, what would then happen is Oregon State and Washington State would pay nothing at all, San Diego State would pay nothing at all, and they would all still end up in the same conference. Now, obviously, that's not the same, but it certainly bolsters the Mountain West in a significant way. It would be their best option, I think. Now, the difference for the American Conference is that they lost three schools last year, and then they, they they backfilled since then. But they didn't lose as many. Like, they weren't down to two schools. So they backfilled in a big way this year. 
the American Conference did. They are a league that now consists of Charlotte, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Memphis Navy, North Texas, Rice SMU, South Florida, Temple Tulane, Tulsa UAB, and UTSA. Now, the number of schools that got added there go like this. And I'm adding these up in real time. So just, you know, forgive me and such. Been doing a lot of shows lately, so just bear with me here. UTSA, UAB, Rice, North Texas, Florida Atlantic, and Charlotte. They added six schools. That's like the absolute max. That's the biggest single conference move that we have seen in all this realignment stuff to date is adding six schools at a time. But they already had a bevy of schools in place. They already had East Carolina, Memphis, uh, I think Navy was, was in there, SMU, South Florida, Temple, Tulane, and Tulsa. So they already had eight schools, and they added six to get to 14. That's different than going from two up to eight, and those six schools even be available. So the answer is no. There are not enough schools available, not enough candidates available. It would be too expensive for all the schools because let's just say, just as a fun hypothetical here, you were going to you're going to attempt that to go from two schools to eight schools. Here's the six that you would go after if you're the pack: San Diego State, SMU, Tulane, probably UNLV. Colorado State, and I i would say, I mean, at that point, you'd probably be throwing academics to the wind. So maybe you could go Boise and Fresno State. But the problem is, what's, what's more likely? All of those schools, let's say you did Boise and Fresno and then add another Mountain West school in there, uh, Nevada, just as a random option. If you added all those schools, they would each owe the Mountain West by 2024, $34 million by July 1st, 2024. The Mountain West, like they're not going to do that. The Mountain West wouldn't want that to happen. And the Mountain West would want to add Oregon State and Washington State because it bolsters the strength and perception of their league. Because it does bolster the strength of their league, not just their perception. So, no, I don't think that would happen. Um, but is a Mountain West, yeah, yeah, look, it continues to look, and Stanford and Cal, I don't know what happens with them either. Do they go independent? Do they get left behind? Does Cal end up in the Mountain West? Doesn't feel like a real, you know, complete fit there on a university institutional level. But if they don't have any other options and they want to keep their sports around, it might be that or they go independent. Could Stanford go independent? Maybe I, I, I don't know. Um, I think all that is up in the air. Again, watch for the 2% chance that the ACC somehow ends up getting involved in all this wild craziness and such. But it looks like at the moment, the top priorities for the Big Ten are Oregon and Washington. Cal and Stanford are secondary priorities. But there's a world here in which there are four pack schools that are just left behind. And I, I don't know that that's enough. I don't know that they could find six schools and add them and you know, get them out of the Mountain West and negotiate those fees down even sufficiently to, to allow that to happen. Because then the Mountain West would be in a bad spot. Because then they wouldn't have enough schools for next year. So I, I, I can't see them. Uh, I, I can't see that happening there. The, the conference would dissolve. If, if you, if you see four of the remaining eight schools bolt, conference is done. Uh, that's, that's the sense that, that I get. I, I can't see how they could respond uh, in all, in all that chaos. But we're going to ask an actual, honest to goodness, football question. Because that's sometimes what we do here on the show. 
We always tell you about great products and services like eBay Motors, though. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts, that's more parts than the Pac-12 is going to get in meteorites valuation. Oh, I took a shot at at the conference I cover. Goodness gracious, you'll be back in the game in no time with those 122 million parts. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay. All right, I've tried to bring you as much football content as possible. That's going to pick up in a big way next week. Four shows next week, Monday through Thursday. Record predictions. We've got Utah coming. We've got USC. We've got my beloved California Golden Bears. And we've got Arizona. That's where we're starting. And we're not going to stop there. Record predictions will come for every team. We'll continue to crank out those shows because football's right around the corner. We're going to have real football played this month. So, been asking a lot of the big questions about teams in the conference. How about the favorites? What's the big question for USC? I think we all know. I think we all have an idea. It's the same question. Same question that you ask of every great Lincoln Riley team. Is the defense going to be good enough? Now, look, here's the interesting part of it for the Trojans. They, they don't have to be a great defensive team because their offense is so good. To be a top-shelf team in college football, you have to be borderline dominant on one side, and you have to be capable on the other. Georgia's offense the last couple of years has been capable, good, above average. That's why they've won two national championships in a row. But when you look at what is required to get to the playoff, win a conference championship, you you just have to not allow two 40-point games to an offense in Utah that is good, but don't know if it's 40 points in two meetings good. Cam Rising's a good quarterback. He's got some solid weapons. They're not a team you should allow 40 points in or 40 points in back-to-back games to. So can you avoid that? Can USC just keep every opponent under at 35 points or less this year? Because they're going to average somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 points a game. If they do that, I suspect they will win at least 10 games. And I'll talk on Tuesday about how I think they're going to win at least 10 games. And they're set up very well to do so. But their, their defense, you bring in Anthony Lucas, Bear Alexander, former five-star recruits from Texas A&M and Georgia, respectively. You have to get those guys to bolster your front four, but you also just need to be a better tackling team. I mean, holy crap. Last year in the Pac-12 championship game, the long touchdown from Money Parks, USC tackled each other better than they tackled the actual ball carrier. On a third and eighteen. Like, can you just avoid disastrous plays like that? Can you just be serviceable, mildly competent, decent, respectable, and not relying on turnovers? I said all of last year, and USC fans didn't want to hear it, and I ended up being right. I said, look, it's great that you're having this insane turnover margin early in the season. 
Some of it's because you're playing weaker competition. Some of it's because the defense is really good at forcing turnovers, which they continued to be throughout the year. But they were forcing three to five turnovers a game. And I was trying to sit there and say, look, Trojan fans, you got to know this. You're not going to keep doing this. You can't do this for 12 games. You could do it for four or five. Can't do it for 12. It's not going to happen. Never has. Never will. It's the way that averages and statistics play out in the game of football. And lo and behold, when they couldn't force turnovers, they couldn't get stops. So can they get stops? Can they create more pressure? Can they be better against the run? Especially in that Utah game that they're going to have this year. Or when they go play Oregon. Can they stop those teams from just running it down their throats all the time and keeping Caleb Williams on the sideline? Because those are the teams that gave him the biggest fits a year ago. UCLA runs the football. Also throws quite a bit, but ran the football really well. UCLA could have beaten them. Oregon State runs the football well. Could have beaten them. Utah runs the football well. Beat them twice. That's what you have to do. Not just be better defensively, but specifically against the run. And then see if you can make some plays on the back end when defending the pass. That's a big question for the conference favorites. And that's where I leave you heading into the weekend in which Pac-12 might not be around come Monday. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.